0: Brethren in Christ, day to Jesus Christus in sequila. This is Timothy Flanders at the Meaning of Catholic. Jesus is King. Welcome to another edition of The Spiritual Life. This is a discussion about the spiritual life according to the Wits and the fathers and the saints. Next week is Ash Wednesday. The great fast is upon us, brethren. Quinquagesima Sunday is this Sunday. Our Lord says in the gospel, behold, we go up to Jerusalem. The son of man will suffer and die. This is the time to take your spiritual life seriously. If you become lax in anything, now's the time. Now's the time to fight the fight. So we're going to get to that a little bit about speaking about your number one enemy in the spiritual life. According to the fathers, it's the world and the flesh and the devil. But there's a more specific enemy than that and that's the predominant fault. We'll talk about that in a minute. First, if you have benefited from this content, please become a patron of this apostolate. This is a lay apostolate run by laymen and lay women, and we need your support to grow, to reach out to others. You also get extra content, namely free books, more community. You've got the guild chat. We've just formed a Uh, Fellowship of St. Anthony, which is a fasting and penance group that we're going to support each other through Lent. Uh, You have access to all that as a patron. You also get content. The patron only show today is part 12 of a 12-part series on the Jews, Judaism, and Israel, a history of the people. Part 12 is Pope Benedict and the Jewish question. We'll talk about the Jewish influence on liturgical reform. Obviously, this is a big topic in the Catholic Church right now among trads the Latin Mass, and there's a Jewish influence that's been going on since shortly after World War II, in particular, on the Catholic liturgy. So we'll talk about the four versions of the prayer for the Jews in Good Friday. We'll have uh, Ratzinger scholar Richard DeClue on. We'll be discussing uh, Joseph Ratzinger after post-war Germany. We'll talk about his theology, we'll talk about Nostra Aetate, Lumen Gentium, Novus Ordo. We'll talk about Pope Emeritus Benedict, the recent, more recent controversy with the Jewish question when he published an essay which was called, Not Mission, But Dialogue with the Jews. What did he mean by that? So we'll talk all that about that today on the patron-only show. That's happening in about 25 minutes. So if you are a patron, you get access to that. And that'll also be a finale to the discussion. So we'll just talk all things, Jewish question, uh, anything you'd like to discuss. And so that 12-part series is uh, accessible for patrons. Also, we'll have um, more content on the Ukrainian crisis. Please pray for Ukraine and averting the the wrath of God against all of us and uh, for peace. As we'll be talking about the Ukrainian situation with Edmund Matza he's uh somewhat of an expert in that area so we'll be talking about that and that'll be next week Thursday for patrons as well. So please become a patron patreoncom Catholic. you can also go to Catholic.com to donate. So let's get into the topic we have today. Um we have here here is the the good news about our sins really is that sometimes it can be overwhelming when we make a confession, we've got so many different sins, so many different problems, so many different things that we're dealing with. Um, It it can sometimes feel like we have to fight on all fronts on all sorts of different sins. Now we've talked already on this channel a couple of times about how, uh, last week, we talked about going slow and consistent. That's the most important. That's the wisdom that has really helped me from my my late spiritual father um, when he told me that to really go slow and consistent to build a long-term plan. So you build that plan. We talked about it last week. We're starting with the very basics. Once you have the basics, then you can add something more difficult for Lent. Now, the predominant fault is your number one enemy and the good news about the fact that you know we have all these different sins and faults and all these problems but your predominant fault is where you should be focusing all your energy we should not there there's a trick of the devil actually that that affects pious souls the devil can say to you well if you're not focusing on all these other different sins You're not really working on your spiritual life. Well, your predominant fault is your primary sinful pattern within yourself, which affects all of your problems together. This is kind of your main uh, problem, which is corrupting your nature, who you are as a person, your personality, which is sort of turning you towards all the other sins, so it's kind of like if you get rid of the predominant fault, then you can get rid of so many other things. Um, oh, and I didn't actually—I forgot the one book that I was going to quote. But there was um, there's a, a a couple of prayer books that I know which mention this prayer. <clears throat> one of them is this prayer book by my spiritual father. Um, this is the Saint Ambrose prayer book. It's actually Western, right? That's another story. Western, right, orthodox, but he says <clears throat> this is the prayer in the in the morning offering. Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior and Master, most adorable model of all perfection, I resolve and will endeavor this day to imitate the example, and then it lists a number of virtues and that says I will redouble my effort that I may not fall this day into any of those sins which I have heretofore committed, especially predominant fault which I detest from the bottom of my heart and sincerely desire to forsake. Um, the Passionist, the um, the what's the School of Jesus Crucified, the the text that I use a lot, um, as I'm very much into Passionist spirituality. The post-communion prayer in that text says something to the effect of, "Deliver me once and for all from," and then you mention your predominant fault, um, which I detest, and, and so it's just adding this predominant fault. So. Your predominant fault is your number one enemy, and you need to be focusing every single day on this one thing, which is going to help you so much in your spiritual life, says the fathers, because it's attached to who you are. So let's get into a little bit more of that with the help of uh, Reginald Gary Goulagrange, Three Ages of the Spiritual Life. He is the greatest Thomas theologian of the 20th century. He's a spiritual master. He wrote Three Ages of the Spiritual Life, which is—I'm sorry—Three Ages of the Interior Life, which is a two-volume, um, a two-volume set. This is the English translation that's unfortunately out of print. Baronius Press will eventually bring it back into print, God willing. Um, and obviously, Baronius Press is one of the most uh, fantastic Catholic publishers out there, um, so that'll be great. But when it comes back into print, but if you can find this older version that I have, it's from Herder Books. Um, but it's uh, I linked an article in the show notes where we go through Gary Guglieland's teaching on this. So I'm just going to quote from some of uh, his teaching and he, on the predominant fault. So he, he says this in three ages of spiritual life, quote, the predominant fault is the defect in us that tends to prevail over the others and thereby over our manner of feeling, judging, sympathizing, willing and acting. It is a defect that has in each of us an intimate relation to our individual temperament. Predominant fault is so much the more dangerous as it often compromises our principal good point, which is a happy inclination of our nature that ought to develop and to be increased by grace. In the citadel of our interior life, which is defended by the different different virtues, the predominant fault is the weak spot, undefended by the theological and moral virtues. The the enemy of souls seeks exactly this easily vulnerable point in each one, and he finds it without difficulty. Therefore, we must recognize it also. So you have to know yourself. Know yourself. Self-knowledge. Very, very important. Uh, So you need to know yourself and know what your predominant fault is in order to focus on attacking that thing. Because that's your weak spot in your citadel of your soul that that the world, the flesh, the devil has been trying to destroy you using that weak spot in yourself. So, how do you find out what is your predominant fault in order to focus on it? Well, the easiest way to do this is to ask your spouse. Your spouse will know your predominant fault. Many of them, you know, I think many, many spouses know the predominant fault of the other spouse. (laughs) Uh, It's the thing that, you know, Constantly annoys your spouse because you're you know you're always like such and such you're always doing this. Well, you know when we when we say to our spouse we're saying we're you're always like this. You know that's that may be an indication that that's your predominant fault or at least something similar to that. Um, the other effective means is to pray a novena to Our Lady of Sorrows to to ask Our Lady of Sorrows because Saint Simeon said to Our Lady that. Um, the a sword shall pierce own heart as well. And the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And so that's one method of, of gaining self-knowledge is to pray to our lady of sorrows, to uh, give us self-knowledge of ourselves. Um, and we need to look at our temperaments. So if you're not familiar with the four temperaments there, you're probably familiar with some sort of personality test. There's a lot of different personality tests, tests out there. Um, I don't know. What do they call Mars Briggs, uh, various others. I can't even remember them all. I had them when I used to have my corporate job, we do these little, uh, I think it was a disc. There was another one called disc. There were these different personality tests. Anyways, the four temperaments is, is basically coming out of the Greek philosophical tradition. It's just another sort of personality, um, classification. And the, and much of the Western fathers adopted some of this, um, as a just it's just a helpful way to categorize different people not saying that everybody has to be all one temperament typically people are two temperaments they're kind of like a dominant temperament and a minor temperament but uh most people have some one of these temperaments as sort of a dominant personality trait so let's look at these four temperaments uh if you go to the article i link all of uh articles um explaining all these things so um, so you have the sanguine, choleric, melancholic, and phlegmatic. So here's, here are the um, basic traits of these different four temperaments, and then their common predominant faults. So sanguine. Sanguine are, these are the people who are very, um, they have inflammable emotions, but they're affable, they're energetic, they're enthusiastic, they're popular, expressive, but they can also be shallow, insincere, and noisy. So this is the type of person that's kind of like the life of the party sort of person. Now, the predominant faults of a sanguine can often be lust, gluttony, or pusillanimity. Pusillanimity is, is smallness of soul, which is where you're, you're not able to persevere uh, or have that sort of greatness uh, to, you, to your, your efforts. Um, there's also choleric. So the second temperament, choleric. Ardent emotions. That's when you, you will react very strongly and it lasts a long time. Cholerics are daring, direct, decisive, insensitive, fearless, tactless. So they are prone to the predominant fault of anger. Also, they could be, have envy, for example, um, two more. We have melancholic, melancholics have deep emotions. They have a disposition to sorrow so they can be perfectionist. They can be accurate, detailed, but also diplomatic, thoughtful cautious and critical. So their predominant faults can be fear, aversion, despondency, despair. Uh, this would be like a scrupulous person might, uh, colic might, might, uh, fall into a lot of scruples, for example, which is like a form of pride. It can be a form of pride or, or a psychological thing too. Uh, then you have the phlegmatics. So the phlegmatics do just simply do not have very strong emotions. They're just kind of like deadpan. They just don't really react very strongly in emotions. Um, so they but they can be very kind, caring, gentle. Um, but they can also be just very soft, smoking, timid, relaxed, and peaceful. Now, phlegmatics can also then suffer from sloth and effeminacy, so that can be something that uh, can affect you. Now, there are other there are methods that um, Gary Goulagrange um, mentions how to overcome your predominant fault. And we're going to mention those in just a few minutes um waltario vids says i did that and got dominic melancholic and minor choleric yeah so there's i there's if you just search online there's probably some four four temperament personality tests and you could take that kind of find out more that's like an easy way to just kind of like check yourself and and check like with one of these systems where you kind of fall to see where you're kind of at so a lot of people will have sort of the dominant and the uh sort of like major and minor temperaments um so you can take a look at yourself and take a look at if you're not aware of your prominent fault is um take a look at it um gary so just one method that's mentioned but you can look at this article for more Uh, one method gary legrange says is to put a sanction and so it's it's committing to a certain penance every time you commit this particular sin. And this is just a way to train yourself to act against this particular habit. So it may be, uh, you know, I'm going to offer up um, X, Y, Z every time I do this, like the next, next time I do this, I'm going to skip my next meal or something like that. Or um, I'm going to uh, take a cold shower. The, you know, that night or something like that, you know, different things where you have a little penance where every time you commit that fault, you go right back into it. So that is, that's your number one enemy is the predominant fault. And so this is something that we, we have to have at the center of our spiritual life. Um, otherwise, our Lent may be a waste of time. Sorry to say, but it's true. If we don't focus on our predominant fault, we can easily spend a lot of effort trying to give up our pleasures and offer penances and fasts and abstinences and prayers and readings but if we're not focusing on a predominant fault that weakness that's that sort of gaping gaping hole in our defenses is still being breached by the world of flesh and the devil and by the time easter comes we'll just be right back in the same place that we were before easter so this is why this is your number one enemy and uh, as I said, you could you can ask your spouse. Your spouse will probably have an opinion as to uh, what your predominant fault is, uh, and you can ask Our Lady of Sorrows. So that's all we have this week. Stay tuned for the patron-only show coming up in about ten minutes, and then uh, once it, I actually didn't mention this, but on Monday we we'll, we are going to have Ed Madza on as well to talk about the Benny Plenist uh, thesis that Benedict is still Pope. That'll be on Monday. Um, so we, uh, Monday is going to be a three, three day, three show day actually. So we'll have uh, a lot to talk about on Monday. So thanks so much for watching. Let's offer up uh, a paternoster offering up for, uh, this Lent that we can all take on the great fast of Lent, take it on with joy, with generous, uh, magnanimity with greatness of soul, to take up the suffering of the great fast, offer it up joyfully as our Lord offered up the cross. As St. Paul says, for the joy that was before him, Jesus endured the cross. Let's pray. In Amen. Pater noster qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat ad regnum tuum, fiat, voluntus, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in caelo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, dimitte nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos te debitoribus nostris. Et ne inducas in tentationem, libera liberanos a malo. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us.